This is Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Hannah. (laughs) This is Calissa. And this is Sarah. Welcome to 30 Crying and Trying. That wasn't a very good... (laughs) We were trying. We're going to keep that or scrap that. Welcome to 30 Crying and Trying. This is Hannah. I'm Calissa. And I'm Sarah. We are three moms who mistakenly believed when Jennifer Garner told us that at 30 years old, we would be 30, flirty, and thriving. But now that we're here, we found ourselves 30, crying, and trying. (laughs) So the holidays are coming up. Are you excited? No. They're probably here by the time this podcast is airing. Yeah. Yeah. So. But they're upon us. But Thanksgiving is my favorite because it's mostly food. Yes. And shopping. I love some good Black Friday deals. Uh, Yeah. Except I feel like they jack up the prices now beforehand. So it's on sale in air quotes. It's actually not on sale. I've have a, like a list of things like Anders needs a new car seat. We'd have to upgrade some booster seats and like just general stuff that we need, mm-hmm. not specifically like Christmas gifts. And I've had them in my cart and I've been watching the prices, so they can't trick me. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's thinking. That's that's smart. Mm-hmm. And I just I was at Target and the lady told me that the online prices are way cheaper than in store. So, and I I don't like to, I don't like to be that person to like, well, hold on. Let me see if you guys can, you know, pull up my phone. Price match. Yeah. Price match. Oh, we do. If it's like something big, we do. If it's big, like a car seat. Or like. are expensive. Playstations. Mm -hmm. Or I think we did it maybe when we bought um, the Nintendo Switch or whatever. Absolutely. No. Gotta save that coin. Nick and I have never been that way. Or like if you need it. It is kind of a big I don't know, but that's just. I didn't know we could do that. And when I try to tell Nick, he's like, that just sounds like too much work. Let's just buy it. So I'm like, okay. So that's just my mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. people in front of me, that's not there. So then I get kind of annoyed when they're like trying to pull up all these prices and like, well, this is how much it is here. Can you do this? Now I understand why Nick's like, it's just too much work. Just buy it. Yeah. And if you can't get it now, just wait. I usually do. They have like customer service you can chat with. <laughs> yeah. Go go to customer easier. service, please, yeah. people. Like, or like even online customer service. They're much friendlier and willing to work with you for price match. So traditions. What are some of your traditions for the holidays? Current traditions or past traditions? Past. Past traditions um, for Thanksgiving are pretty normal. Just Thanksgiving with my mom's side or my dad's side. Grandparents. Big traditions with grandparents when we were kids. Mm-hmm. But that's changed because we don't have any anymore on my mom's side or my dad's side. Mm. So we don't have any. The, the head. And I don't know if I've told you. Yeah, I did tell you this. My dad is dead. So all of our dads are dead. All of our dads are dead. Yes. Um, yeah. So, but I don't know about you guys. This is something that we should talk about actually. But we, we don't not have contact with his side of the family, but especially now that my grandma has passed, we just aren't, we've never been super close. And mm-hmm. now it's like, I've kind of, we're, we're never going to see them again. Yeah. Copy paste. That's yep. pretty much how it is. Yeah. I don't know if we'll never see them again. And there's not like any ill will or bad no, blood. Of it's just, not. at least not on my part. It's just our connection isn't yeah. there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so traditions, we would normally go to grandparents, mm-hmm. but my grandparents have both passed. Well, my grandpa's still, he's hanging on there, but he's, he pretty much told me he's ready. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, he's in pain 
and I totally agree why he wants to be done. But yes, my dad's side was a little different. So I just uh, I'm like, well, if we're not close, I'm not going to waste my time driving multiple hours potentially to like, you know, just kind of sit there in silence. Yeah. And yeah. awkwardness. We're, we would be like the odd ones out basically because mm-hmm. like that side, they all have multiple children and whatever. So they're all like close, mm-hmm. you know, and then we would be balls out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel too. So my family is unique. I'm the youngest of, I think, 20 grandkids that are spread from the age of like 53 and then I'm 28. So very spread out. Um, My parents are both from Minnesota and they moved to Iowa. So there's kind of some distance there that the cousins that stayed in Minnesota are all kind of close and um, relatively close. And then, um, then there's kind of our family isolated on our own little Island. So it's just always been a little different. It's always been a little awkward. And then you literally can't fit that many people in one house. Yeah. So we never really did Thanksgiving or any holidays with extended family. And then both of my, I only ever had one grandpa on one side and one grandma on one side, and they both passed away when I was pretty young. So we just don't do a lot with extended family. But with our current family, um, there's 10 grandkids, so it's still a lot. There's five kids, 10 grandkids. They all have spouses or significant others, so it's a lot to fit in one house. But every year on Thanksgiving, we get together. That's kind of like the one holiday that we do on the holiday. We don't expect you to be home for Christmas or anything like that. We always do Thanksgiving. And I always bring a green bean casserole. Love that. So good. And I always bring the courier, the Waterloo courier, with all of the The Black Friday ads. Oh. Oh. The newspaper. That's the only only time of the year I buy a newspaper. Love it. And sometimes I have to drive pretty far to get it. Yep. That's your tradition. Mm -hmm. We all. And then we drink Mogan David, which is like the communion wine. Oh, and we have trash. pickled herring. Ew. Those are like our Thanksgiving staples. Okay. Wow. Yeah. We're not like that in depth with our Thanksgiving mm-hmm. at all. I think the last couple of years we've had like a baked potato bar for our Thanksgiving Ooh. dinners. That's pretty, that's, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. That's because like my husband is a very picky eater. So <laughs> my mom's like, what will Calvin eat? We should talk about um, how our holidays are split with our families versus our spouse's families. Yeah. I feel like that's, it's like a weird and tough, I think, for a lot of families. Because, okay, let me explain. There are some families who are like, die hard. I must have this holiday on the day. Like, I need to have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. I need to have Christmas on Christmas Day. And like, your your family either did do that or they did not. And it doesn't. Did not do that. My family didn't either, but Calvin's family is a little more traditional with that. And they do like to have holidays more on the day. Mm. We're pretty picky with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. pretty standard. I don't. I think if we didn't go, we live two blocks away, so that'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't think I would be shunned from the family forever. But yeah, they're, that's pretty solid, set in stone. Christmas, Christmas Eve, we do it the weekend before, the Sunday after, all kinds of stuff. So like you guys that. have like a rotation that you do or is it just kind of like free for all, like whoever makes the plan for Christmas first gets Christmas or whatever day they chose? Yeah. It's a bit of a sensitive subject. Um, currently, yeah. uh, I think it's always hard with, with in-laws and spouses yes. and things like that and navigating that because everybody wants their ideal picture of what the holidays look like. And sometimes our ideal pictures don't match. Yes. And that's what the pressure is with the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's one of them. I follow Millennial Maternity Leave on Instagram and she's great. And she has a lot of videos about setting strong boundaries with in-laws and about how she kind of talks, and I'm not saying that this is all applicable to me, but um, she talks a lot about how 
you think it's so much easier for me to pack up all of my family, all of my small, small children Mm -hmm. into a car through the snow, travel three hours, and then to be in a strange environment at your house for two days and bring food (laughs) versus there's two adults that could easily get in the car and drive to our home. Right. But then you'd have to host. Right. Do people want to do that? I no, sure, sure I don't, don't either. I'm just saying she's she's offering a different perspective because right. of the holidays. And I, I really appreciate her strong boundaries and her like speaking yeah. up. And it's it's like um, you get to decide what to do with your time and how you want your holiday to look. You don't have to play into everybody else's. I think that's how I view our holiday plans for sure. We kind of just like whoever talks about the plan first, like you kind of get first dibs and then... You know, somebody else kind of gets the leftovers and we like hope that like with my side of the family, with my mom and her husband, it's like there's very few of us. So it's a lot easier for us to kind of plan around that, especially when my sister's husband's family is very similar to my husband's family and that they like to have these specific plans on these specific days. So it's way easier for us to plan around that. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But we do travel a lot. Yeah. For my husband's side. Where's so. he from? Where the car? Well, he's far? from here. Yeah. But most of it, like he has four sisters and two of them live in Des Moines and the others are all scattered along with his parents. So that's kind of our like midpoint, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, it's really not, but. Do they make you attend multiple of like multiple Christmases, multiple Thanksgivings, or are no. they pretty good at coordinating? <laughs> yeah. It's basically, it, it's basically the like primary family people were there. Although he does have a very large family and like, I think if they could, they would. So that's kind of where we're having trouble with is that we're expected to attend multiple Thanksgiving, multiple Christmases within the same family because certain people can't get along. Oh, that for that specific reason, I think is atrocious. That's so stupid. That's Possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry, Calissa's family, if you ever hear this. But that's possibly literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's tough. Has we, it been an on, long, ongoing thing? It has been. We kind of put our foot down last year and we we're like, we will attend one Thanksgiving, we will attend one Christmas. And mm-hmm. if we attend Thanksgiving with one family, we won't attend it with the other family. And if we attend Christmas with one family, we won't attend it with the other family. Okay. So like one of you gets Christmas, one of you gets Thanksgiving. I don't care if you don't want to be under the same roof, that's fine. But like we are going to one yeah. Of each, because you can't expect us to be hauling these kids everywhere. Heck no. It's tough. It's really hard. It's really hard to be the person, especially as an outsider. I would prefer that Craig deal with Craig's family. I deal yes. with my family. And that's actually becoming a norm. I think that that should be. Because yeah. as soon as you put the outsider in dealing with internal affairs, it just puts a target on their back. Yeah. I think that was our biggest struggle. Sorry, kind of off topic. But I think that was our biggest struggle when my husband and I first got married was like, his family is very opinionated and they obviously, obviously they want the best and they wanted the best. And, but there was a lot of like opinions coming in and like, I think he was so used to that, that he was just like, Oh, this is normal. Like it's not a big deal. But then I was like, dude. And that's what it happens when you go into a marriage. You don't know, you know, you know the person, but then you don't know what's, what kind of baggage. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So you're like going into a new den. Yeah, and then the holidays on top of that are just like yeah. a whole nother layer of like yes. potentially crazy. Mm-hmm. So 
I think the mantra that I have that I could just keep going in my head, we are our own family unit yes. and we make decisions for our own family yes. unit. I think top priority should always be like, you know, that for husband, wife, kids. Mm-hmm. It's always should be the priority firsthand. Yeah. And then everyone else got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving, my mom's side really didn't get into that big of a deal. Like you can do what you want. So once in a while I would go to an uncle's house or an aunt's house. No big deal. But it was like that whole side yep. was that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But December was my mom's side. You know, everybody tries to get together. And since she grew up with 10 siblings, every year one of them hosts. So it's kind of uh, just down the line of who's hosting. And we usually rent out a community center. That's honestly, that's a great idea. On the day? No, no, no. Uh, it would be like... Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, earlier, before Mm. the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day stuff. We wouldn't do it on the actual day. Do you have any, like, games or certain foods you eat? We used to do really fun games. Like, uh, my one uncle, he had his whole trivia with the light or the projector. It was so fun. But then I feel like the hosts just kind of give up. They're like, no, we'll give you food, and that's it. So, and I I didn't really like that because... Since it was such a big family, I mean, it is a big family, they all just kind of circle to their own little groups. Yeah. And you're like, okay, everyone's just kind of shutting someone out because they're just in their own group. And then Mm -hmm. this family's in their own group. And then this family's in their own group. I definitely feel that with my mom's side. Yeah. And it just, I I don't really like going to to it because I'm like, well, this isn't a great way for us. I mean, to intermingle. Yeah. Because I'm not. I'm not one to just like jump in and, in a group and be like, hi, well, <laughs> that's not me. Let's turn this into a little bit of advice. <clears throat> what would make you more comfortable at a get together like that? What would make you look forward to going? What would make you that it would be a memorable, memorable event for you? Um, what would make it easier? Maybe if they did it like a conference. Maybe. Like speed dating? Kind of, but like a... <laughs> instead yeah, of sitting okay, with the people that you know and see every day like let's switch it up you, you're, you're gonna sit with these many uncles like two uncles like and an aunt. a seating chart or something yeah like yeah. do it differently mm-hmm. so we can like instead intermingle of, yeah really well and like oh so what are you doing with your life and like what's going on with your life you know mm-hmm. just a, a different way to I don't know I'm just shy and yeah I feel like maybe I feel like that's pretty normal. Maybe it comes off rude when I don't, but yeah, I just think so. If that's but that's what you don't see a lot. Yeah, I just don't uh, approach myself to like, hi, <laughs> like, come talk to me. No, I'm not like that. Yeah. What about you? I bought. Um, I listened to a podcast. It's the Dr. John Deloney show. I don't know if you guys have ever heard mm-hmm. of it. He's a mm-hmm. Ramsey personality, so if you follow uh, Dave Ramsey, then okay, you'll, you've probably heard of him. But he talks. He has these cards, questions for humans. And oh, they I have love all of cards. these random oh, yes. questions. It yes. turned in, it's a thing on Amazon you can buy. Yes. yes, my sister-in-law loves those. Yes, and it's just like kind of a break the ice. So I feel like everyone could have those. You could have those like at a table. Yeah. And then like you can talk to the person. And if you can't continue the conversation anymore, you could like draw a card and like yeah. start a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think people are so nervous for conversations to go stale. So even like thinking in your head on the way to a get together, like, okay, if this conversation goes stale, what's a question I can ask? Or, um, especially like with older people, like a story that they could tell. My mom loves telling my, the grandkids always say, grandma, tell me a story. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's like such a cool tradition. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
What about you? What would make you feel more welcome at these events? I think something that we, we do this, and I think some participate and some don't. Games yeah. has always been huge. I love games. Actually, both sides of my family. Like yeah. even with my dad's family, we would always play cards and yep. all kinds of games. And when we get together with my mom's side, especially her sister's kids, her two boys, her two, yeah, we would always, we always play cards every time. Like that is our thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not like we are super close, even though, you know, we've seen them quite a bit over the years, whatever. We don't like keep track of every little thing in each other's lives, but, and it's different now too, because they actually have one of them has a kid that's the same age as our kids. But like those types of things I think are really nice because they, we can fall back on those always and like have those little things to like have in common or keep us together. Camaraderie. Yeah. Camaraderie. Like, and you know, we kind of always try to mix and match like one of us sisters will get one of the other cousins instead of like us two being on a team or like, you know, us and our husband or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think that's it's a good, a good icebreaker. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always and that lets conversation flow naturally, I think. So conversation or really bad trash talk. Both. <laughs> I'm <laughs> very bad. I'm a sore loser. I'm the sorest loser. Yeah. Yeah. That's I okay. bet I'm you. <laughs> As an adult, I think that's okay because people aren't afraid to call you out. So, and it's all, yeah. it's all hopefully fun and games. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've had some pretty steamy farming game. Have you guys heard of the farming game? No. Like you get a farm and you get cherries or hay or cattle and you like farm. It's like Monopoly, but farming. Oh. And that's pretty, that gets super intense. We play Catan. Yeah. And Ticket to like Ride. Me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Love Ticket to Ride. Yes. Love no. card games. We should have an Amazon associate list yes. for all of these things Ooh, in yeah. the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. But Uno's a big one for mm. me. <laughs> Spoons. Love it. Old Maid. Yeah. We, I bought some like little packages of card games for me and the kids to play together. Mm. It's really fun. Cute. I love playing cards. It's really fun. Let's talk about cleanup. Oh, God. After these events and gender roles and how those play into it. So before we used to do the big community center, we would go to someone's house and my mom would always pull me aside and be like, you need to do and help with the dishes and clean up. And I was always mad because I'm like, but how come I'm the only one? Like no one else is doing it. Not my brothers, not my male cousins. It's just me. So I was always kind of like, well, this sucks. Like Mm -hmm. That was my first, uh, oh, I'm a little different than the boys. Yeah. I always appreciate the hostesses who don't worry so much about cleaning up. Yes. And they come and like, no, but like they come and like play games with you. And like like after the meal. Who cares about doing the dishes when you can spend time with your family? Right. Do them in two hours or like tomorrow. Because not only that, I feel guilty if I don't help. And then if I do help, I'm missing out on the game. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just wish that it would be like at the end, like, I'm sorry, do it by yourself later. (laughs) Like that's that the husband and wife or the whoever, like grandparents or whoever it is. Yeah. I feel like that's use paper plates. Dude, we do. I think that would be, I would totally eat off a paper plate if that meant that everybody could be together after the meal. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a cool thing that most of my family does not, not so much Calvin's family, but like our family, when we get together with my mom's side, Um, we have less of like a planned meal and it's just everyone who's coming brings a dish. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we use paper plates frequently 
And so it's just like, you know, you take your own cooking dish, whatever, back home again, and you do your own thing, and everybody else does their own thing, and all the person that's there, like their house just has to like wash silverware or whatever. So I think that's really nice. But when it comes to like being at my mom's house or being at Calvin's family's house, I don't have a problem with offering usually to help clean up, especially with my mom. Because I was a shitty teenager, like I've said before. <laughs> so I feel like I have to make up for that, you know? But I there's definitely no, like, intermingling of men in, like, the women's area. <laughs> so yes. she did air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> there is yeah. definitely that. Nick has always been really helpful for me. You know, he, you know, we just kind of take turns. If you clean, I or if you cook, I'll clean, vice versa. And I think it's great for our boys to see it too. Like, oh, daddy helps mommy mm-hmm. or mom helps dad. Yeah. And that's what I want them to know is it's normal mm-hmm. and it should be okay. And, you know, we don't need to shout it to the world. I think there's an assumption too that, um, you know, boys aren't taught to clean or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say I was never really taught to clean. Me it was either. just expected. So like, I will literally see and teach Carver like, okay, the silverware go like this. And cause it's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that instead of just expecting kids to know how to do something, like you should teach them like how to teach do them something or just properly. Them, especially when yeah. they're so young, they like to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> help with air quotes as well. Yeah. Well, I uh, I showed Cutter how to sh- put the silverware in, and he touched all the, like, where your mouth goes, and he put them away, and I'm like, oh, oh great. <laughs> like, gross. But- and these are going back in <laughs> the dishwasher. Yeah. But I was like, thank you very much for helping me. But, yeah, I try not to criticize because it does. I'm sure it gets in their mind, like, oh, I always help, but my mom always criticized me doing it. So, yeah. What about your boys? Um. We're pretty, my husband, I don't think, he will wash a dish if he needs to use it to cook himself something, (laughs) but there's, I I don't know if there's ever been a time where he's like washed a full sink of dishes because we don't, we don't have a dishwasher. Mm. So I am the dishwasher and I, I, I I don't like washing dishes, but I, I don't really mind like that it being my job, especially because I want more so to have the ability to be like, Hey, I really don't want to cook tonight and you're home. So I'd really appreciate it if you just cover dinner and like, that's good. Mm -hmm. I don't mind cleaning up. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. So do you guys, do you guys have to do the cleanup before you go to bed? No, God, no. No, I'm same with you. I'd rather do it in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, I can sleep with the dirtiest of dishes same. and the dirtiest of sinks. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Not me. I'm a person who, like, if I'm not staring right at it, it doesn't exist. Like, Absolutely. Object permanence or whatever it's called. If I'm not looking at it with my eyeballs, it's it's gone. <laughs> your, your neurodivergence is showing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm very opposite. I can't sleep if I know there's a dirty dish in the sink. or Even, like, one? Yep. Mm. It has uh, everything has to be cleaned and put away. Same I with wish, my toys. Same I wish I toys. could be more like that. Me but, too. But see, I wish I could be like you know. It's just tomorrow's another day, and I can do it tomorrow. Like I wish I wasn't so like oh, it's got to be put away. I don't know if it's something in my head like yeah. you're a terrible person if you don't. Yeah. Maybe did you have like shame about that growing up? No, no. no. So what I think what it is is my mom wasn't the best at like upkeeping the home with like you know 
she would leave dirty dishes and laundry and everything just kind of piled in. And as a kid, I always wanted to help her out. Mm. And so I think it, it followed with me. Like, if I don't do it, I'm going to turn into my mom, which, mom, I love you. But <laughs> that is, hard. it's really hard to like have those kinds of parental influences, good mm. or bad. Like, and it, like it, see how it affects us later. Yeah, affects us because like, you don't think about it until mm-hmm. it, you, you, know, you just kind of grow up and like, oh, I remember it was like this and I don't want it to be like that. Yeah. I have a housekeeper. Wow. That's, I'm so jealous right now. Um, she comes once a week for about an hour or so and um, probably more than an hour, hour and a half. And um, it has been the best investment. We, she's been coming since Carver was a baby. And I just cannot say recommend that enough. If you have the financial means to do so, I know that that's not in everyone's budget, but we definitely make it. Even when we were paying off debt and we were super broke, that was a non-negotiable in the budget really? every single month. Oh. Because we just, it has made such a huge difference. And I, kind of the same growing up, I just, I didn't want, I'm not great at cleaning up. I don't want to say I wasn't taught how to clean, but it just was expected. But were we not? Like, there was never a time where I was sat down and been like, so this goes here and you do it like this and you have to have this type of product. Because now I find myself even texting my mom sometimes and being like, how the hell am I supposed to clean my oven? What the freaking heck do I buy to clean such and such thing? Like, you know. And clean those, talk. Those are, yeah. Yes. Clean talk has taught me a lot so more much. about house I used to, upkeep I and house thought I was clean until I saw yes. that. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't. And now I want to buy a freaking like commercial grade steaming <laughs> machine to steam every inch of my home. <laughs> I think everyone was on that algorithm because there's people like, okay, I'm on vacuum TikTok. Yes. What vacuum do I Vacuum yes. wars on YouTube is like yes. one of my favorite channels. I love it. Um, but what, what brought me to this, this idea about the housekeeper is that as she has handled more of the day-to-day, just like wiping things down and cleaning the toilet and emptying the dishwasher and just like kind of like the general basic surface level chores, Mm -hmm. I have allowed myself to get like, I do more of the deeper cleans and I do more of the decluttering. And it's just having that one layer allows you to get like one layer deeper in the cleanliness Mm. of your home and decluttering. You guys do a lot of decluttering. We definitely went through a Marie Kondo phase for sure. Oh, what? Marie Kondo. She's, is she Japanese, right? Yes. She, it's like a whole way of life that you Um, like only keep the things that you love. And if it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it. Oh my gosh. To some degree, I think that's a fantastic idea because really, truly, like there's, we just keep so much garbage Mm -hmm. all the time. And my mom's in my head because I I was uh, clearing out Cash's clothes and I'm like, he's not going to wear these, but I want to hold on to them. So I still have like five or seven totes of my kids' clothes. Five or seven. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot. I'll, I'll show you. But like, I, I wish I was like my sister-in-law. She can just like, nope. And you can donate it, get rid of it. So I read me, a, I'm just like, I want to hold on to the memories. Yes, and I, the I memories is where it's hard. Yeah, so for sure. there's a book called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. I think it's by Dana White. And the like UFC that, guy? Yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. Oh my gosh, Apparently maybe not. it's not Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, this is where the laptop would come in handy. But the point is... Um, it is so good. And it teaches you, it kind of gives you an example. So let's take your child's clothes for an example. Okay. You would look at it and you would, you know, you'd ask yourself these series of questions. Well, I know one of the questions was, um, has this served its purpose already? <laughs> mm. 
Yes. Yeah. It's hard though. Yes. So there's like four categories that each item falls into and it doesn't mean you have to get rid of everything either, I know. but it's, it does give a good framework. I would say that book is probably what has the, if I had look back at like all of the books, it's, it's a dumbed down version of Marie Kondo and yeah. it has changed my life. Absolutely changed the way I look at objects and things and mm. how my home is organized. And I went through, I got rid of so many clothes to the point where I had, was like, I have to buy clothes. I don't have clothes anymore because mm-hmm. so none of my clothes fit into that category. Have you worn it in the last year? Have you, I mean, think about your closet. How many things have you worn in the last year? I have probably four of those big giant totes of clothes that, that are just like in storage because they either don't fit or, and I'm like, I can't get rid of them or like, I just don't really like them right now, but like maybe they'll circle back around. Like <laughs> I do literally like thing. three or four totes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's really hard when you, I've gained a lot of weight and I've lost a lot of weight in my adulthood yes. through pregnancies and things yes. like that. It's really hard to, when you're at a smaller weight or when you're at a larger weight to get rid of the clothes because you have hope that you'll get yes. smaller and then you have fear that you'll get larger. Oh my gosh. It's like you just read right my, in my mind and I got like you girl. into my heart and <laughs> tore me to shreds. Okay. I got to look up that book. Maybe it's not written by what, would you say it was like a sumo, USC. A sumo wrestler or something? He's, <laughs> he's like the owner of the USC. Yeah. FC. Although sumo. I don't think he actually is anymore. I, didn't he get in trouble and he got like partially bought out or something? Yes. Decluttering at the speed of life. Winning your never ending battle with stuff by Dana K. White. Oh, she see, also that's... has a home uh, book called How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, Dealing with Your House's Dirty Little Secrets. Mm-hmm. And I just absolutely love it. I would love um, to see those these linked will be, because yeah. these will be linked. I would like to look at those. Audible. As well. They have she's on Audible too. So I think a big part of cleaning, decluttering, and whatever is kind of like you said, how you, why you have a housekeeper and whatever. Like for me, I think a lot of the difficulty in keeping very tidy is my just absolute inability to stick to any kind of routine at all. At all. Yeah. I don't have a routine in my life that I follow. I'd how love do you to do that. How do you, how do you do that? How do you stay <laughs> on a routine? I don't know. Like I feel I, like I'll try and then maybe I'll get a few days in and one thing will change. Like I'll, like maybe you'll text me to like get lunch on a random day mm-hmm. and then out the window. I'll never return to that routine ever again. Cause I just can't like. So I think what happened was when Nick was working full time, you know, he would be gone at seven and then come home at three so the whole time I'm like looking at the clock and I'm like, okay, let's do breakfast and then playtime and then nap and then Nick should be home any second. So I always wanted to make sure Cutter was rested well, and then Nick would come home and, you know, we could eat and then bedtime and that was it. What about a personal routine though? Like what, like a cleaning routine? Do you hold a cleaning routine? I just kind of clean while they play. Hmm. But it's a lot of stop. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I hear crying? <laughs> do you have certain tasks that you have to do in, in the day? Do you have like a mental list or do you um, write it down or? I mean, if the laundry basket gets like We are your captive full, audience because we have no idea yeah, how this works. I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah, like if I just, if the laundry basket is slightly full, that's laundry. So I do that early in the morning. Do you put it away right away? Yes, I have to. I, I, I see, I wish I. Where do just, you keep your batteries? Like, like a robot. And like. I don't do coffee. I don't do coffee. Do you nap? No. She wakes up so early, too. Yeah, my, so my, early. My damn kids. Hashtag unrelatable. Yeah, I just don't understand. I like, and I, that's, uh, 
That's going back to our previous episode about the social media stuff. That's something that I really like covet about other people is being able to uh, just, I feel like go through life like a normal person in that regard. Neurodivergence. Maybe. I don't know. I suspect, but you never know. Yeah. (laughs) I've, I've been formally diagnosed and that is absolutely like something that I super struggle with is with ADHD, um, living life like you're running through pudding and like everyone else has, has regular, my husband cannot fathom. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, why can you not just do this? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like a physical barrier that Mm. keeps me from being able to do things. Absolutely. I feel that so deeply. And see, I wish I was more kind of relaxed. Like, you know, I should be okay with a little bit of dishes or laundry, but I just can't. So I would like to like decompress and just like, it's okay. Yeah. But you know what? Coming from someone who's like decompressing in quotes, uh, (laughs) because I'm not doing those things, it's still like in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like I do have that where I'm not looking at it. I I, I forget about it, but it's also, you, it's still there. You still know it's there. It's still like, you still walk into that room and you're like, oh shit. It's on the back burner. Yeah. Like you walked somewhere else, and you're like, oh, dang it. Along with shame. Yeah, so much shame. Mm-hmm. And it's it's especially hard when you're in a season of um, oh, a we, low. And where you are coming on the cabin fever. Yes. Yeah, the Seasonal depression. Yes. yes. And when you're on a low like that, just it feels like there's weights on my eyelids some mornings that I literally will wake up and then go lay on the couch and turn on the TV for the kids. And I just, it's, I cannot move out mm-hmm. of that position. And I, it's like a sleep attack almost. And you just feel like crap. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm just coming out of kind of a low season myself right now. So, um, but yeah, and then things just really build up. And then once mm-hmm. you're behind, you're even more behind. And, and it's so overwhelming. Yeah. So overwhelming. Even like taking a shower feels like a really big task sometimes. And, yeah. and, um, then I'll let alone doing a whole routine after you get out of the shower, you know, and then I get so intimidated sometimes by like these skin routines on TikTok yes. or, oh face or something. It's like, you have to do a serum and a moisturizer. And I do nothing now because it's just that. too much. And well, and nothing. see, it always makes me mad because Nick doesn't do that and his skin can be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, use a <laughs> nothing. <laughs> just like my hands off in, the, in shower. the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I wash my balls in my face. <laughs> 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 like, well, yeah, I, uh, the beauty, like, I feel like I, like, uh, step back from beauty and skin. Like, I was like, no, it doesn't matter because I'm home all the time. Yeah. Like, no one sees me. Fashion, same. Yes, fashion yeah. especially. And then so when my one-year-old is kind of getting a little independence, that's where I kind of feel a little freedom. Mm-hmm. And then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I need to do something because, well, I just, I feel good when I do makeup and hair. But that's not every day. Mm-hmm. I wish it was. Like I, I try to wake up and say, okay, I'm going to really try to put some effort into myself. Only because I was so tired of looking in the mirror and seeing like... Being unhappy. Yeah. So this yeah. is exactly how we feel about our house. Yeah. For what you're describing yeah. this. When okay. you feel the shame and you do it like once in a while and you just beat yourself up when you look in the mirror and you feel like crap, that's how we feel when we look around our house. Yes. Okay. We beat ourselves up. Okay. And then we actually do something, and then you're like, wow, look, I did that. 
And I make so many goals and I'm like, yeah, this is going to work out. This is going to pan out. This oh. is achievable. This is attainable. Like if making goals was a skill. <clears throat> yeah. Following through. Setting you know. a goal. Yep. A hundred percent. I could achieve it every time. But actually like following through on the goal is where I'm just like. See, I used to be that way. And then they're like, do one small thing every day. And then like it should kind of like tumbleweed down. and Snowball. Yeah. And so mine was making my bed every day. <sighs> That's did it work? Did it? Yeah. Did it yeah, it really down? did. Yep. Because once I once I made my bed every day, first it was hard, but then, it, you know, I think that's when, like, my routine but of my what home. happens if there's one single day where you don't make the bed? Do you just, like, go to the next day and be like, yeah, now I'm making my bed again? Because mine will just be like, I'll never make my bed again. <laughs> and it's, like, a conscious choice, but it's also not. It yeah. just is. It just is. I don't know the last time I made my bed. I've never made my bed. Never been a bed maker. And you know what I've heard? This is off topic. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> I've heard that, you know, our grody like skin cells and our bacteria yep, and whatever. That you have to keep the bed uncovered yes. for just a little bit. No. Maybe like 15 minutes, they say. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. And then it's good you for you to no, cover no, it no, up. No, 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 no. That just grows grody No, because stuff. then all the dust and the pollen and the dander gets on the bed. So you have to oh. open it up for like 15 minutes so you when you what? wake up then, from bed. When you pull your sh- your covers up, and doesn't it all like flap in your face when you like pull your covers up? Well, that's why you leave the bed um, not made for like the first couple minutes. Yeah, but then I'm saying then like you after you make it. it, then the dust and the pollen and whatever settles on top of your blankets, right? <laughs> and then when you pull your blankets up, doesn't it all well, just like waft? Well, God in your forbid face your skin cells touch your skin cells. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like. In terms of, like, I have really bad allergies. So if there's, like, Mm. dust or something, does it really matter if dust is settling in my bottom sheet, my fitted sheet, rather than my top sheet, my blanket, my Mm. quilt? Do you know what I'm saying? Because either way, you're wafting it up into your face. You're having a blanket in your face. (laughs) Unless you sleep without a blanket. This is a lively debate. I need a blanket, though. I do, too. Which is why I'm saying... I'm saying... Hmm. Uh, No, you stumped me. That's it, you know? Mm -hmm. The things that haunt us. Really and truly. Really and truly. Yeah, you stumped me. Yeah, do you want to be in it, or do you want to... Do you want it just, like, falling over you, wafting on top of you? Well, that's breathing it in? Yeah. Skin cells. So I would say get an air purifier. Oh, True. I have one of them. Right next to your bed. Yeah. Yep. I'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> We're going to make so much money off this episode. Oh, jeez. <laughs> when we talk about routines and things like that, as a night shift nurse, none of my days are the same. Yeah. So, yeah. So you have to adapt. Yes. So I have days off where I didn't work the night before and I don't work that night. Then I have days where I work the night of. I have days in between shifts and I have days where I don't work the night after, but I worked the night before. So that's five different types of days that I have in a week. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. to form any kind of routine, there are certain tasks I would say I typically do every day. We are in a marathon of a home remodel and I haven't had a normal house for three months. Um, So I really can't say for certain what I would, what my routine would look like. I would say that if I had to pick a task that gets done every day, I'd probably start a load of laundry probably sort a load of laundry and probably um, load or unload the dishwasher. But that's the only thing I do consistently. That's the extent of my routines. I think maybe that's where we should start is tasks that we do every day at some point in any day instead of like a routine. I wake up, I make my bed, I walk to the coffee maker, I make my coffee. I had an app for a little bit. It was called Routinery. And what you do is you set a routine – 
and you set tasks and you set about how long the task would take. So you say, I'm going to wake up and I can hit snooze for five minutes. I actually had that scheduled into my app. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to walk to the coffee maker. I'm going to start a pot of coffee. That should take about five minutes. And after every task, there would be a ding so that you would know that the timeout is up for that task and that you move on to the next task. And it would voice read out loud to me, move on to get boys dressed. And then I would go get the boys dressed. I saved 10 minutes for that. And then if you had extra time, you could hit the next task and move on to the next task. And it was like too much pressure. I felt yeah, like I was on a what, game show. That's what I would bet. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of pressure. And it so impresses I never used me it again. that you got your kids dressed in 10 minutes because I feel like mine are like 45 years. <laughs> that was optimistic. That's why the app didn't work because it took 45 actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've think, I feel like I've tried everything to try to form habits and routines. And I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it works with me. Um, but my husband is completely like, why do you have to do it like that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, that's just what I know. So when he takes over, things are very different in his hands. And Do you struggle with that? Like, does it like, give you anxiety yeah, to watch him like, do tasks that I'm you like, normally why do? Why don't you put the spoon away? Why is it sitting in the sink? And yeah. he's like, it's just one spoon. And I'm like, but it's in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, so we're totally, and that's what happens. You're always with a different yes. person who thinks differently. Yeah. And I think it's nice, you know, just having those differences and just working together. Sometimes, except for kind of like the spoon thing, like my <laughs> husband will make like a protein shake or whatever right. little powder things he puts in his stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just leaves a little tiny pile of extra powder on the counter or on the cutting board Mm. every time. And I'm like, why can't you just, I don't even care if you sweep that shit on the floor. Oh my gosh. We'll vacuum it up at some point. (laughs) Like just sweep it, wipe it off. So I don't like come up and like put a piece of bread, like unknowingly (laughs) on your powder stuff. Put food on your counter? Well, on my cutting board. He will like do it over the cutting board counter. Is that not a thing you should do? I do that too. But like my cutting board's right there all the time. So like Mm. slapping a piece of bread on there or something like I don't want it in the powder. (laughs) Hannah's judging us. You know what? (laughs) Only a lot. I'm just kidding. She's seen my house. She knows what it looks like. It's not like whatever. But actually kind of think about it. I've been like this since I was a kid. Do you have OCD? I think so. Because when I would want to play with my cousin, her room was a complete disaster. I'm like, before we play, we have to clean. <laughs> no, we did. And we cleaned her entire bedroom, and we would, she would find all these stuff. Like, look what I found. Look what I found. I'm like, we can play with that after we get done cleaning. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> I Not have a friend that used to come over, and she was my room cleaner friend. Yeah. That's yeah. Reagan wild. Reagan would come over. And she would help me clean my room. One time I found a dead mouse in my room. So my room was. And it was like, yeah, you would have never found it because it was just mountains and mountains and piles and piles. How no one caught my ADHD diagnosis before now. um, No, I think like the 90s, that wasn't a thing. But I think I have that. And she's like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? No, you don't. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. I think everybody's got a little bit of something. That's what Calvin says to me too. So you, I know you said OCD and, um, Sometimes anxiety, like generalized anxiety disorder, manifests in different ways. So, like, um, you can have anxiety disorder with OCD tendencies mm-hmm. that can kind of come and go. Do you ever feel like it goes or you feel like it always is there? It comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I actually just read a book, a romance, and <laughs> this girl in the book 
had OCD, like she was diagnosed with AD. And I realized it's a book, like, well, but you know, people, authors do do research for these yeah. types of things. Uh-huh. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I feel like when we say OCD, generally people think of like, oh, I have to count my steps. Mm-hmm. I have to like triple, quadruple check, whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like her in this instance, in this book, it was like intrusive thoughts were her like OCD. And I was like, dang, that's like exactly what my anxiety is. And now it's got me on a whole yep. thing where I'm like, dang, I must have OCD or something. <laughs> and it's kind of like something bad is going to happen yep. and if I, I don't do this, if I don't check this or if I don't do this or like the catastrophizing of, of like something bad is going to happen if I don't do this in this certain way or have this tendency. No. Does that ring a bell to you? I have like intrusive thoughts about certain <clears throat> things. Like Mm-mm. And I don't mean necessarily that I want to do bad things. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever, every time that I drive over a bridge, could be small, could be huge, doesn't matter. I have a whole scenario, multiple scenarios usually, of like what's going to happen if we get in a car accident. If we drive off the side of the bridge, I have to do this, 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 and this to be able to make sure that I get out and I'm alive. If I have the kids in the car, it's a whole other scenario. Like I have to do this, 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 and this to make sure that the kids get out and then I can get out and then whatever, 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 whatever. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. But every time. Without yeah. fail. Mm-mm. Even if I try to think of something else, like I just have to go through these scenarios. There's not a thought in my head. <laughs> I don't think like that. It's, I wish I would. It's a lot. Like, yeah. I've pre planned so many like horrible scenarios. It's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Rehearsing tragedy. I think yes. possibly this could be like a trauma thing for me, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to therapy. Well, I have been to therapy, but it wasn't like. I went as to therapy. in depth as it should have been. And Everyone she sucked. needs a good therapist. You need to find a good therapist because I went to one and Everyone. she was not great. Mm. I liked the person I went to, but um, I need I needed more direction and that's just not, like, that wasn't his style. Mm-hmm. Her room was dirty and I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> no, literally. Like, papers were everywhere. Her that's why room. you need a therapist, Anna. But I'm, I'm going to go to a clean one. <laughs> Her brain was just different than yours. My therapist is messy. so cool. She's got a nose ring. I feel like everybody should be a therapist with a nose ring. Maybe and just... we should um, share details later. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Meg. Um, but yeah, I, I... Is it a clean room? Oh, yeah. It's spotless. Okay. Yeah. And then I can it's relax. one chair and a couch that you can lay on and that's yep. it. Yep. I know I would be happy with that. That's but she had papers me. everywhere and... Coffee mugs everywhere and Ew. pencils everywhere. That's kind of like, gross. The multiple coffee mugs. I don't know, but I, I was a kid, so <laughs> you have had these thoughts since you were very young. Yeah, yeah. It's you're unfolding a lot on me, and I'm like, yes. oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Isn't that fun to learn new stuff about your brain and how it works? Mm-hmm. I love that. I could, I'm just obsessed with like. I think if I didn't go to school to be a nurse, I would definitely go into some kind of psychology field. Fascinating. Yeah. Yes. Criminal Minds was where I was like into human behavior. Mm-hmm. But that's not really the same thing, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Human behavior, thoughts, mm. how they manifest. I love learning about different disease processes like ADHD, OCD, mm-hmm. all of the DDs. Same. Although I have no background in... Not qualified. Yeah. (laughs) I just watch a lot of TikTok stuff. And to be fair, like I do follow a lot of doctors and whatever and psychologists and whatever. Um, But I'm not qualified to shit about shit. So, (laughs) you know, whatever. My degree is from TV. Yeah. (laughs) TikTok University. Yep. 
I do. I used to be a TikTok holdout, and now I really like TikTok. I was too. It's very searchable. I used to think it was like the cool thing. Oh, I'm not on TikTok. Yep, I used to same. think I was way cooler than everybody else. That's and why then... I held out on Facebook for a long time too. Oh, yes. Oh. And now that I'm on TikTok, it's so searchable. Mm-hmm. Like if I have a problem at all, I just search it on TikTok and there's like 20 people who are like, <clears throat> listen to this. Yep. Well, and it's crazy. About How to clean your dishwasher. Yeah. The algorithm like really kind of, it follows my life and I don't know yeah. how. Because it was there when, like, what to pack in your hospital bag for when you give birth. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to look at that. And then, like, postpartum care and then newborn care. It was just following my life. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is kind of creepy. But it's it's helpful and it's useful because yeah. I learned a lot from it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> those, are, those instances are, like, the one time that I'm okay with, like, apps or if companies or whatever. Following like, you. Yeah, tracking my information or, like, purchases mm-hmm. or whatever. That's like the one time that it's cool with me. Well, it looks like we're getting close to wrapping up. I have a question. Okay, great. For you guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> now that we started on holiday traditions, and we kind of waxed and waned all the way to the end, but what is your favorite Christmas present you've ever received? An Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> that was just, we that did was too immediate. We did not rehearse this question, we like having not. a thought, so that was like I literally right told to my like, cause my mom and I were like, you know, there's so many people getting so many toys for their kids. And I'm like, yeah. And I really don't remember any of the toys you guys got me. I just remember the easy bake oven because I pointed it out on TV and I was like, that would be so cool. I wasn't expecting it at all. And it was right there. Wow. And so that's a beautiful story. Honestly. I was just like, mom, or at the time it was Santa, but looking back, I'm like, mom, you really listened to me and you knew I wanted that. That's so sweet. Did you bake stuff with it? Yeah, I had to share it with my brother. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, the com- I was so fooled by commercials because I'm like, oh, cookies in a minute. No. Takes a little longer. It was cooked by a light bulb and it took forever. <laughs> it was cooked by <laughs> a light they bulb. They were probably gross, too. Like, I definitely have heard from other people who had mm. them that they were not, like, good tasting. No. It's not gourmet. Like it was like a, in a weird powder. I yeah. wanted one so bad, but my mom's like, I will just cook with you. <laughs> That's sweet, though. The gift of time. No, you go on it your own. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know. That's, yeah. That's what about you? Um, I, it was two years ago. I got a quilt from my mom. Oh, that's beautiful. And she's given me many, 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 many quilts over the years. But this one, I hadn't gotten one in a while. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had to like wait for another milestone to get one. And it is black and white and gray. And it perfectly matched my living room. And it is just the most snuggliest quilt. It's made out of t- uh, t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. Or not t-shirts, men's shirts, like button-up shirts. Oh, oh that's nice. So that was my favorite gift. And every time I tell her that, she's like, I've given you a million quilts. Why is that one your favorite? I just love it. Who knows? Why are we just, our brain just like, yep, that's the the kind of thing, though, where like it seems like she was really paying attention because Mm -hmm. it matches your living room. Mm -hmm. It's like really nice material, you know? So, like another one. That's not an offhand gift. Paying attention. Yes. Yes. I think think we like it because, like, oh, you. That shows that she knows you. Yes. Yes. Knows things about you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. What about you? I feel like mine's kind of sad because I don't have one. We don't, we were never really big Christmas people. And then my dad died when I was a kid and we didn't really do a lot of like gifts and we didn't have a lot of money for that kind of stuff. So it was more like practical things. Um, But a tradition I think that we did when I was young before we kind of stopped doing much for Christmas was we had like an advent calendar like tree And so you'd pull out the little drawer and it would have like a little ornament in it. 
Aww. and you decorate this tiny little tree with like this little ornament. Cute. I love that. And yeah, and it, it's not like anything crazy, but me and my sister would always do it, and I just have memories of that. Yeah, it's cute, fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. This has been Hannah, Calissa, and Sarah. Bye. 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 <laughs>